Team Malizia brings you End of Watch, starring Boris Herman. Hello to day five and another episode of End of Watch on board Malizia Sea Explorer. Uh, almost in the middle of the Atlantic and almost in the middle of the race, retour à la base. We have 2,000, um, let me see, duck. Hard to move the mouse with these waves. Um, 2,000, uh, 1,963 miles to the finish. 1,700 would be uh, would be the exact middle of the race. So we will do that tonight somewhere. And uh, I don't know yet how we celebrate it, but maybe you have some ideas. Another idea that came from you, one of the listeners wrote me back because I never know exactly which day it is at sea, get confused, um, to tie a ribbon next to my bunk for every uh, sunset or something like this. And actually that's how I remember it. Uh, so yesterday evening was my fifth sunset. I send a little picture of the sunset each day. I don't send many pictures at the moment, but just the sunset and the sunrise tomorrow this morning as well. So now comes a little quiz. Um, here we go. So I read you a, a quote and then you have to guess who it is. Whoever guesses can win a prize. As always, the prize will be decided later on. Um, you will be probably frightened at times, scared, worried. You will hate it. You will absolutely despite the fact that you're involved. And when you get to the finish, you will know why, because there's nothing like it. It gets in the blood and you can't get rid of it. So who knows the context and the author of this quote? A little hint today, um, I believe 22 years ago, that man got shot. So I let you figure it out and whoever answers first with the correct answer will win the prize. By the way, thanks for listening. Um, we had quite a few downloads, I think I got told. And anyway, for me, it's easier to speak to the phone like this rather than making a video because in the video, you always have to be a bit concise. A video longer than one and a half minutes is a bit clumsy to send off the boat and I guess no one wants to watch a long video. I will make probably a video later today as well because I wanted to point out and highlight our activities around uh, ocean protection and awareness building, especially with school kids in this context. So um, you have heard of it before, the Malizia My Ocean Challenge program where yesterday um, uh, Birte from Team Alicia she was doing a uh, school uh, call a video conference with 200 kids uh, in Hamburg um, private thing the kids were at home with their parents following the, the thing and learning uh, about our adventures and what the ocean is doing um, in terms of climate change. The, basically climate change or global warming means ocean warming. That's a, 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 a phrase that I read on a big banner 
one of the pictures that came out of the COP conference in Dubai. Lots of news at the moment about COP. Uh, Cornelius from our team always sends me uh, the morning and evening news from the German radio as a short podcast. Uh, thank you for that, Cornelius. It keeps me a bit connected with the outside world. And I heard Mojiblatif from Kiel saying that COP will fail and it will be the 28th failure, um, 28, COP28. But um, others who use this platform to pronounce the urgency of action, I guess that's the main use of this thing. Um, and of course, uh, lots of small actions are happening. We can see that, but nothing at sufficient scale and speed. Um, and I'm still um, glad that these conferences happened. So I, I, I understood Mojib Latif nevertheless in his very critical um, uh, outing. Uh, yes, more needs to happen, but still that doesn't mean that COP is a bad thing. And, um, and some of our partners, or most of them, are present there as well um, and working on different initiatives. Uh, some are very uh, detailed ones uh, around, like, for example, uh, greener reefer containers. Others are large-scale ones, like uh, initiatives with the IMO, International Maritime Organization, for um, policymaking, uh, in the shipping industry to have um, a, a clear outline with a clear date, end date for new builds of cargo vessels that that rely solely on fossil fuel engines. So the this legislative this this policy framework for the shipping industry is super important. We know that from these people that we work with that are our partners and and uh, yeah we see how difficult it is to to end fossil fuel use kind of immediately that's obviously impossible but even within the next 20 years it's quite challenging and therefore this policy making and, 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 and collaborative framework is super important um, yeah so in, in case any of those is listening to this, cheers and to you in, in Dubai. Uh, keep up that work. Um, and, uh, and then back to, um, back to our ocean challenge. If you haven't heard about it, check it out on the website, the little advertisement section. Uh, if you have kids, uh, they can follow um, our activities there. They can sign up for online courses, um, little talks like yesterday, and um, and uh, and download our booklet in actually in 12 languages. Um, the booklet was done uh, from uh, Birte, who I mentioned earlier, Birte, my wife and myself, um, with the contribution of all our team and some of the scientists that um, support us. 
one to mention today in particular is Tosted Tanua. He is a leading expert in the modeling of ocean CO2 data. And that's something we are particularly interested in as well. Collaborating with Toste at the time he was working with Max Planck Institute. Now he's with a different institute in Belgium. And also the, the Geomar Institute in Kiel with Toste Tanua. Um, we those uh, led our, our attention in particular to the ocean CO2. Um, because that's something we can measure with our ocean lab on board. Um, we constantly measure that, and it's especially relevant to measure that in the, in the Southern Ocean where there's basically no data available for the scientists to get a good understanding of how much CO2 the ocean actually absorbs from the atmosphere, which is quite a lot. It is roughly one third, but in some regions it's much more. And um, I mean, one third of the man-made CO2 emitted per year. Um, but the oceans do much more. They absorb all the heat created by global warming. Mostly all of it, 90% or a little bit more. And just a little bit, this time, the, the, the other few percent, they, they are the heat energy that warm up the atmosphere. The thin atmospheric layer, I think it's one or two percent. And then, of course, also the land mass, the stones, the rocks, the mountains, all those things get warmed up, um, on the surface at least. But really, most of the energy is captured by the oceans. A tremendous amount of heat energy, unimaginable, probably the biggest reservoir of any energy reservoir on Earth that heat energy there and um, and yeah if we uh, the oceans really regulate our climate and um, I think that's a fact that is not so well known and known in public and that's why we point that out quite often why am I saying all this because today is the publishing date of the global carbon budget a yearly publication that um, that summarizes the latest uh, modeling and, and measuring of these things, the carbon budget, so how much CO2 is emitted um, by mankind and other sources, um, and how much is absorbed by forests, oceans, and other, other things, other sinks. Um, and this global carbon budget um, is publicly uh, available on the website. You can check it out. And if you go to the um, to the sources section in the back, you also find Malicia Sea Explorer contributing here uh, since a couple of years uh, with our ocean CO2 data. This global carbon budget then is a basis document for other scientific. Uh, publications in the area of climate research uh, and also cited at many many uh, occasions in the IPCC report for example and uh, in other relevant documents for policy making. So that's a, a little uh, parenthesis around our science and education program today uh, looking at the racing I'm really happy with having gotten into fifth place this morning the end of the night was not 
our best. We were a little bit on a bad angle. We were sailing 10 degrees more south than the other boats going east, and that is very costly, um, uh, costly difference because every angle you go closer to the rumb line, to the actual course to Lorient, uh, makes your VMC better. Uh, the velocity made good on course, or you can also, some people call it CMG or stuff like that. You also see this number on the tracker. And that's really the number that counts every hour. The CMG you make per hour is the miles you eat towards the finish. And that's all that counts. Uh, of course, we also need to position ourselves correctly in the systems. But um, yeah, my morning hours, I lost basically five miles per hour. And um, then went into a jibe north. The reason I stayed there south was the uh, sea state. So in the middle of the night, I already, already wanted to jibe north, but then suddenly the sea got smooth and the boat, despite the light wind I had there, further south, closer to the ridge, uh, the boat suddenly just accelerated and stayed fast through the night. Bad angle, but fast. I mean, it was a good choice. I could sleep a little bit. First time on this trip that I can remember that I dreamt that I sleep, slept longer than an hour. Um, and so all in all, a good night. We are now heading north and soon driving back east. Uh, so this zigzag will continue for a while. We are, we are waiting for a front, not waiting, but we're um, expecting a cold front from the west to overtake us quite quickly. Um, and so we zigzag in front of this cold front, go along with it as long as we can. And then when, once it passes over us, we will be on port tech, sailing north and then uh, catching the next system that is uh, almost the final system then uh, not quite yet but already quite close to bringing us all the way to the finish uh, four days to the finish and uh, the boat is behaving great in this lumpy sea state we have crossed sea not very high sea state but short waves and a short swell both are crossed 90 degrees and this makes for a really shitty sea state like I was hating life yesterday during the, the afternoon and most of the day I was really thrown around and sitting here thinking why are we doing this to ourselves, why are we out here and this brings me back to the quote in the beginning that you now have to figure out who it comes from and which is describing so well our ambivalent ambiguous feelings at some moments out here at sea. I leave you with that. All the best in the snow if you are in Germany or in other places. Um, have a good day and speak to you tomorrow. Bye.